I've been waiting 23 years to say that. If anybody thinks they're gonna beat me inside that mall and stop me from getting my kids Christmas presents, they can kiss my fat vaginas. <laughs> I was watching that episode earlier, so it's, that's in I my head right to, now. Yeah, I, I have to rewatch those. I haven't done those yet. I've done the Thanksgiving one uh, that you did where what they did the Thor ripoff. Oh, the History Channel Thanksgiving with the aliens. Oh, yeah, we're here and, to that's, and then it's like they're trying to control the stuffing mines. I was gonna say that's not what we're here to talk about though, because this is the FBI's most unwanted. So, so we got to talk about X Files. <laughs> I'm Matt. Yeah, I'm Justin. I'm gonna apologize ahead of time. I will be probably coughing, and my voice sounds a little weird. If you catch that, it's because. Getting over a little bit of a cold and been hacking my lungs COVID! out. COVID! <clears throat> Where's my chin diaper? Where's my chin diaper? I'm catching it right through the computer right now. I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> because this is one of my favorites. Today we are covering season three, episode 20, Jose Chung's From <laughs> Outer Space. It originally aired... April 12th, 1996, directed by series regular Rob Bowman. Yeah, I'm just going to say right off the bat, like I like I just told you right before we record, I started watching it this morning and I text you like 15 minutes in, like I have no idea it's what so the good. fuck is going on and I am entertained Of course, since hell. everybody should have watched this episode before <clears throat> listening to this uh, episode of our show, they should know this is a Rashomon episode. There's varying degrees of unreliable narrator uh the guest star of the week the major guest star is charles nelson riley as <laughs> because he's a white dude a very gay white dude with the name jose which is mexican and chung which i believe is a chinese last name boy now i'm showing my ignorance <clears throat> it's either it's either Chinese or I think it might be Korean, but I'm not 100% mm. sure. That might be possible as well. Let's see if it says anything in the background about the name. So basically, uh, this is a little bit of a parody episode. It's definitely a comedy episode. And a bunch of ideas were used by Darren Morgan. I got to get this mint out of my mouth. Hang on. I thought I'd be able to talk around it, but I can't. Yeah, I want you to do to my balls what you do with that mint. Oh. Never mind. It's so <laughs> So Darren Morgan, he got some of these ideas long before he actually wrote this script and kind of put them all together. He had read a lot of stuff about hypnosis. He had read a lot of stuff about this theory that ufos are real ships that manipulate space and time but are actually u.s 
military aircrafts, not alien aircrafts. And the narrative of the show was influenced by a casting session that Morgan had attended in which an actor mimicked Truman Capote, you know, the Truman Capote. He talks, I don't know if anybody's ever heard any interviews with Truman Capote, but he speaks very uh, specifically. (laughs) And so this is where he got the idea for uh, thriller novelist Jose Chung. And originally they wanted to cast Rip Taylor, which would have been... (laughs) really funny as well what the hell rip taylor (laughs) my god he would have been so flamboyant at it (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh my god i can just see it uh but they got charles nelson riley uh because rip taylor was unavailable Uh, what the fuck was he doing rip taylor yeah. I have no idea what he was doing in 1993. He was just unavailable. That's what it says here. Um, they also... <laughs> there was another role that was supposed to be somebody else, but ended up being cast by another actor, and that is Alex Trebek. <laughs> Which I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh You'll never in a million years guess who Darren Morgan wanted it to be. Johnny Cash. Um, Johnny Cash? Yep. But they got Alex Trebek. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say they probably made a better choice of Alex Trebek. Yeah, probably. Know. Just the whole hypnosis thing and Trebek being all about like asking questions in general like for a game show, it just makes mm-hmm. more sense. Uh, this episode is full of UFO culture references and in-jokes. For example, the story is set in this place called Class County, which is named after skeptic Philip J. Class, who actually pretty much came up with the idea that all UFO sightings are, or most UFO sightings rather, are of the planet Venus, which they parody very heavily with in this Jesse episode. Ventura. <laughs> Jesse Ventura with that stupid haircut he had going on where it was like wicked long in the back, but he had like no hair on the sides. It's like a mullet rat tail. <laughs> so funny. Long before he was a... Uh, crazy Republican politician back when he was (laughs) just a wrestler. Uh, Let's see. The pilots dressed up as aliens were named after two UFO writers, Robert Schaefer and Jacques Valley or Jake Valley. I'm not sure how you pronounce that. And Air Force Sergeant Hynek was named after UFO researcher, Dr. J. Allen Hynek. Um, There's so many other ones in here. This is just packed. Uh, We get the alien autopsy video back. Uh, They parody the alien autopsy video like they did in another episode. (laughs) Um, Because that was that famous stupid thing that uh, Fox aired. The alien autopsy 
uh, Factor Fiction. They brought back the stupendous Yappy. <laughs> Freaking Yappy of all the people. <laughs> Narrating the alien autopsy video. Um, they have that Air Force pilot making the mountain out of his mashed potatoes, like in Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Is this is this also the first episode where we really like because it starts off with um Jose Chung looking at the the I want to what it was now known as the I want to believe poster. Mhm. Uh is this kind of like the first time we've really seen that when that kind of took off as like a No, that's I guess been a in retail like okay. No, that's been in Mulder's office since the first episode. Although if you noticed the guy that gets abducted um Later on, when Jose Chung is in his house, the guy that is like, I really want to be abducted by aliens. That, or, no, he wasn't abducted. Oh, the he nerd. Was, no, the, 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 the nerd dude. The nerd who ran the camera. He yeah. crossed out. He had the same poster, but he had crossed out the want to part. So his poster just said, I believe. Ha, nice. Mm. Yep. Uh, trying to find out a few other... Oh, and of course, Lord, um... Klingo or Kingo? Kingo, yeah. It says here... Shoot, I lost how it's actually pronounced. I had it. I think it's Kingo. I can tell you. Hang on just a moment. No, I can't. I can't find it again. Son of a gun. Anyway, the point is, they made him look like that as a very obvious nod to Ray Harryhausen. I knew that. Mm-hmm. I knew, like, cause like, but, but, um, the whole look of him, Kinbote. I was like, wow, K I N B O T E, Kinbote. Yeah. The whole look of him looks a lot like Ray Harryhausen Cyclops in uh, Sinbad and the the Seventh Voyage of Sinbad. Mm-hmm. They did that on purpose as well to play into the unreliable narrator aspect, where you see that thing and you go. Like you said, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> <laughs> so that's why he looked like that. Ray Harryhausen. Nice. And uh, anything. Oh, and when uh, Scully is reading from outer space at the end, that's where the title gets its name. It's not Jose Chung's multiple Jose Chung's. It's Jose Chung's Chung apostrophe S as in it's his from outer space like you would say stephen king's it you know yeah um that book that she is reading with the smoking alien on the cover that is a parody of the cover of the famous book communion written by whitley streber who claimed he was abducted by aliens all right Mm -hmm. so lots of lots of references in this book um Oh, and this is Darren Morgan's last episode for the series before it came back in 2016. He Oh, wow. Yep, he was done. He claimed he couldn't keep up with the frantic pace of the show. It was too much writing and too much, you know, demand to create very quickly. Uh, so he left, but he did make a separate episode for the spin-off series Millennium. He wrote a sort of a sequel episode called Jose Chung's Doomsday Doomsday Defense for Millennium. 
<clears throat> well, I guess we might have to watch that down the road. I've never seen Millennium, actually. Me either. Um, it didn't run very long, if I remember correctly. Oh, it had three seasons, 67 episodes. That's longer than... Oh, it was Lone Gunman that only ran for like a season. Oh, those pesky boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this episode was very well received. People liked it a lot. Jillian oh, Anderson. Yeah. yeah, Jillian Anderson said it was one of her highlights of the third season. Um, she's obviously featured very heavily in it. Mulder's actually almost not in this episode at all. So, guess we'll start then. So, so this starts off with kind of uh almost like a star wars opening where you're looking at the stars and something starts to come across the screen like the bottom of that star destroyer yeah only it's the bottom of one of those lift buckets they use to work on (laughs) telephone poles which is also another nod to close encounters of the third kind and there's a bunch of power out and there's two teenagers harold and chrissy they have been out on a date in a very old-looking car. <laughs> and he moves fast. Like, right? Ho- like, it's like, they're in the car, and he's like, I think I really like you. Like, I think I'm in like, love uh, with you. Yeah. She's like, uh, this has been the first date. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. I think I'm in love with you. This is our first date. And their car stops dead, and the lights go out. That whole <coughs> alien thing. And we see a craft, and we see gray aliens come to their window, and they pass out. And that's when, all of a sudden, there's a second UFO, and that's when this Lord Kinboti comes down, who looks like Ray Harryhausen's Cyclops. And one of the gray, gray aliens says to the other one, uh, what the heck is that? And he's like, I have no idea. <laughs> Opening credits. Bam. And so this is when we get to Scully. She is being interviewed by Jose Chung, who is one of her favorite authors and is writing a true story novel, basically, about alien of uh, this alien abduction case in class county washington i think he calls it science fiction fiction or uh, science fiction non- to... non-fiction science fiction yes that's what he calls it and so the whole episode is basically a back and forth between scully telling jose chung about these things and jose chung telling her things that he has learned in his interview, which uh, leads to some funny stuff later on. Um, Scully is like, hey, like, I don't really think there was any aliens. Like, Chrissy was found with her clothes inside out. Like, she was probably raped. And they, she then says they go and... They see Her- they, but they went and they saw Harold, her boyfriend, and he kept claiming he didn't rape her, but that they were both abducted by aliens. 
And this is where we meet Detective Manners, who (laughs) says blankety blank blank blanky blank every time he swears. Yeah, like as Scully is just recounting everything that happens, just every time he comes in the room, it's like, what's this blanky blank doing here? And I love when she says, of course he didn't say blankety blank and jose chung is like i am very familiar with detective oh no wait that's not charles nelson Riley. i went right into um, he went right into rip taylor i went right to rip taylor but anyway well rip taylor and um uh, there was the other one the one that roger the alien's voice is based off of oh i can't remember his name oh anyway um It'll come to me. It's not important. And so, <laughs> uh, so they have this whole thing going on where Harold takes a lie detector test and he's like, I didn't rape her. And then he changes his story for some reason is like, no, I did rape her. And Mulder's like, would you? Because he was, because I was, because no one else was sticking with it. And even though he passed the first lie detector uh, saying that they that they were abducted because mm. Scully was because Scully was so convinced because there was penetration, uh, mm. so they were like, no, it has to be like a some sort of sexual like it must be the whole thing must be like I don't know like yeah, well, some repressed sexual anger or something along those lines. Because then Mulder is like, well, I think we should hypnotize. <laughs> I like seeing Scully's version of what Mulder is to to Scully. Because um, the way he acts in this episode is just so funny. Um, it's great. Like, well, we got to have her hypnotized. And then he stands there and asks her all these ridiculous questions. <laughs> like the, the most basic alien abduction question. Oh, and by the way, Mulder is refusing to take part in this interview because he thinks it will hurt the what he sees as the legitimate study of the ufo phenomenon (laughs) um so she describes under hypnosis like the most basic stereotypical alien abduction you can imagine she describes the grays she describes being strapped to the table and then harold is strapped to the table next to her and that's why Mulder is like, you see, Scully, she was, she really was abducted by aliens. This is real. That she, she described exactly what an alien abduction sounds like. And Scully's like, yeah, that's the point. She described exactly <laughs> what an alien abduction sounds. You couldn't come up with a more basic stereotype for an alien abduction. <laughs> and so they go back to Harold, and he's like, no, no, never mind. Like I did, and I did rape her. I'm just. And Mulder's like, no, you didn't stop that. Like, just tell me what really happened. And Harold's like, okay, fine. Here's what I, here's what happened. I We were kidnapped, and I was trying to take care of Chrissy, and we were in this cage, and we were next to a gray. And th- throughout the episode, you do start to piece together what really happened. What's going on, yeah. And this is part of where it comes in. Where when Harold describes being in a cage next to a smoking gray alien who keeps just repeating, this isn't happening, this isn't happening, this isn't happening. (laughs) And then 
Lord Kinbodi takes them away and apparently tortures them. But then they find out that because there was penetration and everybody thought she Chrissy was raped. Finally, Mulder or Scully, Scully and Mulder are like, Harold, did you and Chrissy have consensual sex the night you were the way? The way that it's brought up is like they're explaining, and Scully just like, like just basically yells at Harold. Did you two have like? Did you two have consensual sex? And it's just like, my dad uh, will kill me. Yeah, <laughs> or her dad will kill me. I can't remember yeah. which one it was. <laughs> I think it was her dad. <sighs> He's like, but that was before we were abducted by aliens. We were abducted by aliens after that. Yeah. And so Mulder still is convinced that there was an abduction and Scully thinks it was, no, they were two teenagers who had sex and then couldn't deal with the emotional trauma. And I'm like, wait, what? Emotional (laughs) trauma of having sex? So Hey, it could happen to people. I know it does. I, I, I know it does. That sounded like I downplayed it, but like, to the point of we had sex, so we invented it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know enough so about it. So we invented alien, being... alien possessions. Maybe I'm being insensitive. Maybe people have had sex as teenagers and then been so upset they invented alien abduction. <laughs> I like how Joe uh, Jose Chung, like when talking about them, is like, do they like being called abductions or uh, what was the other experiencers like, experiences experiencers like because i had like i like to use experiencers and, like, yeah, I had a little says, alien. well my partner likes abductees <laughs> <sighs> and so <clears throat> uh this is when Scully's this like, is okay. When we get to Rocky, right? Yeah, they go to Rocky, and yeah. she's like, <laughs> well, things got even weirder after that because we went to this power lineman, Rocky Krikenson, who said he saw the abduction happen. And when we went to him, he basically was like, it's all here in this document I wrote. And he's got like pages and pages of handwritten notes. <laughs> it's even better because. Uh, the full version is a like, and they bring it up later. It's in script form. Oh yeah, it's a screenplay. <laughs> yeah, he, he literally handed them a screenplay of the events. <laughs> and there, he's like, "Oh, but I must warn you. If you read that, your life is in danger." And they're like, <laughs> "Why is our life in danger?" And this is when. He describes he was sitting in his garage, writing his notes, and then suddenly his garage door opened and this big black car drove in. And I love when he goes, and that's when I realized something was weird. And they're like, that's when you realized something was weird? And he was like, yeah, because normally if a stranger just drove into my garage, I'd tell him to get the hell off my property. But I was really calm. (laughs) And Jesse the Body Ventura gets out as a men in black. And he's like, this is when he does his whole planet Venus thing. He's like, did you know that most UFOs are mistaken sighting of the planet Venus? You did not see anything tonight except for the planet Venus. (laughs) 
And Rocky's like, no. It's like he's being bullied to being bullied to not share the truth. Like, don't be a fucking nerd. <laughs> he's being bullied. And the way he says, and, and you will tell, and you'll never tell anyone that you saw anything tonight except <laughs> for the planet Venus. Venus. <laughs> Like, he's, like, trying to do one... He's, like... It's, like, a runoff promo for wrestling that they just, like, threw in the trash. And he's, like, wait, I got it. And he even grabs him at one point and he says, And if you tell anyone you saw anything <laughs> but the planet Venus, you're a dead man. <laughs> and, then he, and then I love they play the footage of the car driving into the garage <laughs> in high-speed <laughs> reverse. It's so fucking funny. Like they, they're just like, no, we're only doing this once, and it just reverses the door. He drives backwards so down the street yeah. after he curses. It makes the whole thing just that much more surreal and weird. Yeah. <laughs> and ro- and and there's another man in black, but this is not when we see the second man in black. We just see Rocky do like a double take when the second man in black gets out of the car, and Rocky is then like. Yeah, so, also, um, I met the third alien, and his name was Lord Kinbodi, and we didn't go to outer space. We went to the center of the Earth, down to the molten core, where he told me it was for the good of humanity that he was abducting people. And I have a great mission for you. And (laughs) I love when Scully goes... Uh, to Jose Chung, well, it's clear that Rocky has a fantasy-prone personality, and Rocky is like, I met the guy, Agent Scully. He's a nut job. <laughs> I love this whole bit, <clears throat> because not only that, then it's like, well, when, like, they, like, talk about they went back to the hotel to read it over. It's like, well, what did Mulder think of this? Well... I would say he has thought of similar things in the few and in, in the past. It just cuts to them, and she's like, "He's like, you're a nut job, Mulder." He's like, "Well, I think it has some partial truths. Like, I think we need to have Chrissy rehypnotized to see if she comes up with any other uh, information." And this is where we get back to. Um, I guess I should take breaks somewhere. So, so far, I guess what we can figure out really happened so far is that it seems like Harold's version of the truth up to this point is pretty true where there were these gray aliens that came down and there then was this other thing that took them and that the gray alien really was in that cage next to them and then Chrissy reveals under hypnosis that she remembers not being abducted by aliens but instead being abducted by the US military yeah who are Which, I mean technically are, once we find out a little later in this episode mm-hmm. like it kind of makes sense yeah and they, she's not clear on why they took her. She just has vague memories of, like, being in a room with soldiers and a scientist who is telling her to remember being abducted by aliens. Um, <clears throat> so this is the part of the episode where Jose Chung talks to Blaine, 
who is the super nerd who is like, I want to be, I was out there that night because I want to be abducted by aliens. I hate living. He's that guy. He's that, he's that nerd who's like, I just yeah. don't want to live here anymore. Like, it sucks. I want to be abducted by aliens. <laughs> oh, it's going to be so hot. Uh, uh, and... So he says, his version is so funny because he's like, I was out there and I was walking around and I was waiting to be abducted by aliens and I found this dead alien body. So I called the authority and two men in black showed up, but I knew they weren't real people because one of them was disguised as a woman and not doing a really good job. And she had a really <laughs> phony shade of red hair and Scully's like, he said, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then he says about Mulder, the other guy had like it was basically a robot and had no personality. Yeah. <laughs> and the only noise it made was when it first saw the dead alien, and, and Mulder just lets out like a yip, and he that's just, it. He sees the dead alien and just goes, ah! yeah. And then he says that it's Scully who, again, grabs him and says, You did not see a dead alien body. And if you tell anyone you did, you're a dead man. And it's like, she's just, just shaking him. It's so funny. <coughs> but then... Um, so... Mulder and Scully and Detective Blankety Blank Manners recover the alien body... And they go to do an autopsy, but Blaine busts in with his camera and is like, you can't cover up the truth. Roswell, Roswell, Roswell. <laughs> and so they're like, I love that that is like his excuse. Like, like that is his defense. It's just yelling Roswell. <laughs> you know who he reminded me of for the entire episode was uh, the episode. Of course, this came first, but you remember the episode uh, the Roswell episode of Futurama where there's the one nut with the camera who always takes the oh, pictures. Oh, yeah. Of, the one who's like, UFO! 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 <laughs> Reminded me of that carrier. Uh, so they're doing uh, I was this. thinking of, like, the Bigfoot guy. Yeah. When they go, yeah, Bigfoot! <laughs> Bigfoot! So they're doing this alien autopsy, and we see that Blaine's footage was taken away from him at some point and turned into this alien autopsy video <laughs> that cut out all the important parts and didn't <laughs> show anybody's face. And it's just a stupendous yappy. They're like, and who is the mysterious man pacing around the table? And who <laughs> is this lady doctor with the mask on doing the autopsy? <laughs> Like I find, what I even find funnier is just the logistics. Because as they're doing the autopsy, it gets to the point where, where Scully's just in there. And it's like, well, there's like this really long metal thing, and like, it's a zipper. And I'm like, and part of me is just like, you didn't check to make sure it was a mask or a costume first. No, she cut the whole top of the head off. Yeah. Like, she, like, did a whole, like, she went to do, like, a craniotomy kind of deal. And I'm just like, um. And then we find out that this isn't a dead alien body. <laughs> it's so funny. Blaine has no problem with this whole autopsy going on. And then he's like, wait, it's, it's just a dead human body? <laughs> and he runs away. Um, and they find out that this alien body, quote unquote, is an Air Force pilot in costume. 
and his superiors arrive and they're like we're looking for this guy and Mulder's like oh yeah we have him he's well um oh he he was just right there down that hall i don't i don't know where he is i guess he's still uh missing in oh, action no, this that's no they said that they had his body but they they said his friend oh that's like, right the other pilot like yeah, you, you can talk to the other pilot, and they slipped up and gave the name. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, yeah, he's right over. Huh. Interesting. He was right there a second ago. Yep, so that's how Mulder learns the name. And so the military takes the other pilot's body away. Um, And you're right. This is when the story diverges even more, where, <laughs> according to Scully... Mulder specifically remembers meeting this pilot, Schaefer. Uh, he almost hit him with his car, and he picked him up, and he took him to a diner, and he, you know, played with mashed potatoes and basically explains to Mulder, look, there are no aliens. Like, this is a top-secret craft. We make <coughs> people think there are aliens to avoid, I don't know, the secret getting out or something. But there was something else out there. I got taken by an alien. I'm not an alien. And our UFO isn't an alien. But there was an alien. And, like, flying a UFO is, like, the greatest thing ever. And uh, they're going to come and take me away now. I'm going to be a dead man. Yeah. And they do. And they show up. And then Jose's like, I've been sitting at that one, same diner. Like I made friends the with the guy that owns it. Yeah. And he told me that he never, like, talked to him. Instead, Mulder came in. Basically, and yeah. just kept ordering a slice of pie. And with every slice of pie, asked a question. Yeah, he eats, like, an entire sweet potato pie while, according to the owner of the diner, he ate an entire sweet potato pie while asking questions about UFOs. <laughs> and... Um, that's really funny. Um, so weird. (laughs) So Mulder, he goes back to the hotel and he claims he went into Scully's room and the men in black were there (laughs) and it was Jesse Ventura and Alex Trebek. And then Scully goes, well, he didn't say it was actually Alex Trebek. He just said it was a man that looked a lot like him. And... Mulder says that Scully said that she let them in, but she doesn't remember letting them in. All that she remembers is waking up the next day and Mulder was already in her room. (laughs) And so. Well, then they go to, or this might have already happened. No, it's already happened before that, but the men in black go into the nerds place to get the try to find the get the videotape oh yeah <laughs> and the foot i love it so much because they literally let a wrestler be a wrestler by having jesse just put a do a backbreaker i was on gonna say kid. he did like a spine buster on blaine yeah. and he was just like roswell roswell spine buster <laughs> <laughs> so good um so Scully, she doesn't remember, but they get a call from Detective Blankety Blank Manners, who's like, well, there was this Air Force plane that crashed. So they go to the plane crash site, and there's two dead Air Force pilots there. And surprise, surprise, it's the two Air Force pilots, 
the one that they did the alien autopsy on and the one that Mulder says he had the conversation in the diner with and uh, Mulder is basically this is when Jose Chung goes back to his own apartment and he's writing his book and Mulder shows up at his apartment and he's like look you can't write this book like you're gonna make ufo people look even sillier than they already do if you write this book and jose chung is like i'm gonna write this book but it would be a real big help if you told me what really happened out there and Mulder's like how should i know <laughs> and so basically uh scully the the book ra the episode wraps up with basically scully is reading Jose Chung's book and there's a voiceover where he says uh, basically that Rocky moved to California and started a cult where he teaches that Lord Kimboti is going to let everybody descend to the center of the earth and become better people <laughs> <laughs> and Chrissy or, no excuse me Blaine has started working for the power company and starts looking for UFOs Mulder, uh, Jose Chung calls him. What's yeah. that? I was saying Claire's doing like abstinence now. Like her In whole life now is activism too. She's activism. Yeah. Yeah. She well, because Rocky shows up at her. Well, that's the very end. I want to talk about it because I actually think that very yeah. end part's kind of powerful. Because he says Mulder is a ticking time bomb of insanity as we see Mulder just alone <laughs> in his house watching the Patterson Bigfoot film. <laughs> And then he's like, yeah, and Chrissy, she's doing this uh, whole activism, trying to make the world a better place thing. And Harold shows up and throws a rock at her window and she opens the window and she's like, oh, it's you. Why don't you just go away? And he's like, I just wanted to tell you that I still love you. And she says, love, is that all you men ever think about? And she closes the window and Jose Chung says this thing about, you know, uh, because even though we may be we may not be alone in the universe each one of us is in our very own way very alone right here on earth or something to that effect and i'm like whoa that's yeah it was kind of like like thinking about it like after the episode ends, like oh, that's kind of depressing but true mm -hmm. yeah and that's kind of how it ends and he says you know the the evidence for extraterrestrial life remains elusive we may not be alone in the universe but each one of us is in our very own way alone and i'm like whoa so and that's jose chung's from outer space god such a fucking episode i loved it like i was this literally just gets an a plus for like the ludicrousness of it because nope. it's everything you kind of want in an x files to mm -hmm. make like a comedy but it could be real like alien scenario and it's mm -hmm. just ah oh, just it's just hilarious <laughs> it is i like it yeah absolute a plus it's got it's it's super weird um i think the idea of the episode is really good when you look at kind of getting an idea of what scully says about Mulder when he's not around and how she describes Mulder to other people and i think duchovny does a really good job of acting out what Scully's view of Mulder would be. <laughs> um, 
which is really fun. Um, it's also I just really love. I just really love like <clears throat> they talked about like the Blaine's Blaine's version of Duchovny is just the funniest thing because the only words out of the first time they meet is just one screech and then recounting when I guess when Mulder shows up at his place looking for the tape after the men in black show up, mm. he just like, just keeps slapping him. <laughs> That's right. Where is that tape? Yeah. I know you've got, where is it? <laughs> Tell me or you're a dead man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lots of, That's, that was like the best part too, is uh, everyone's talking about like, a, like either Mulder Scully or the men in black. It always ends with talk or don't uh, talk. Or talking you're a dead this, man. Or you're a dead man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, way A plus episode on that one. And just to give a spoiler of next week's episode, next week's episode's also really good, but in a very different way. Uh, and it's not about the last air- airbender. <laughs> no, it's just called that. Did you already watch it already? <laughs> No, I haven't. Oh. I just saw the name of it, and I was like, The Last Airbender. It's not about The Last Airbender, and it's not about <coughs> blue aliens having weird tail encounters with each other. Damn it. No. It's a episode mostly about Skinner, actually. Sweet. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, and it's really good. So I think everybody's going to like it. That's Avatar, and that's next week. So Or whenever we happen to wrap around back to this, because it's Christmas time and Woo! we're busy stupid well not stupid christmas but stupid busy. not enough times in the day yeah stupid busy yeah all right later everyone later the fbi's most unwanted is a production of two broke geeks entertainment and is part of the atomic geekdom network Find the flagship Two Broke Geeks podcast wherever you download podcasts or online at twobrokegeeks.com. You can find the Atomic Geekdom Network at atomicgeekdom.com. Our artwork is by Justin Kowalski. You can find him on Twitter at J underscore Rocka. Our theme music is by Tony Longworth. You can find him on Twitter at Tony Longworth or on Facebook, Tony Longworth Dark Composer. You can help out the podcast by subscribing and leaving us a review. Thanks.